Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, busy. World Series, game one in the books. Braves win one for the first time since 96. Great guest list today. Eli Manning and Big Poppy will jump in as we go. Let's get this thing started. Here we go! Only one place to start. Well, the one place to start is right here in our studio with a straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, and no one gives it to us straight. Quite like our reporter extraordinaire, Kimberly Martin, Kmart sticks around after some fun this morning on uh, on Get Up Today. Thank you so much, Kmart, as always. Of course. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, no offense to Eli and Big Poppy, but I'm no. glad we started the show off right with me. You know what I'm saying? That is correct. <laughs> we will take that step down in class a little bit later in this hour and next. But there's a million places I want to go with you. And the first of them, I think, has to be Cleveland because... Mm-hmm. Um, you have pretty much set up residence there. I'm not sure how your husband feels about this, no, but not I feel like every time I see you, you are on Cleveland or you are in Cleveland or you're telling me you're headed to Cleveland. Yeah, I'm getting pelted by hail, rain, all of it. So this weekend I expect more of the same. I'm fascinated by the big and small picture of the Baker Mayfield situation. And I, I will acknowledge to begin the conversation, I picked Cleveland to go to the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. And part of my thinking was, with, with, with that good year under his belt mm-hmm. and the increased confidence that will come from that and the return of Odell, they'll figure something out uh, that Baker is going to get better right. and this team is just loaded. And obviously it has gone in completely the other direction. So I'm curious, just the sense you get of how much, and he's hurt now, obviously, right. but whatever it has been that has been disappointing in their season, how much of it do you get a sense they think is about the quarterback not being great? I actually don't think they feel that way internally. Mm -hmm. I think what hurts Baker is the public perception. When you talk about Cleveland, you talk about, you start with the running backs. Yeah. When I talk to defensive coaches about how do you stop them, they mention Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They talk about, well, obviously this team is built to run the football. That's how they're built. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, as much as it's a compliment to the running backs, it it sounds like a slight to Baker. And I think for a guy who is looking to get paid, that's a problem that we, we showed on Get Up, the clip of Mike Tomlin talking right. about this offense mm-hmm. and whether it's Case Keenum or Baker. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned with who it is because I'm focusing on what they do. They run the ball. Um, so I think it hurts Baker, somebody who wants to get paid like a Josh Allen, but he doesn't have the stats and the wins, and his team isn't built – like Baker will take over mm-hmm. that right now. But I thought this season we would see that happen. Me too. Yeah. And it hasn't. And part of it is because he got himself hurt trying to make a tackle early in the season. And I have said this before at Kmart. I believe this to my core. When a quarterback, when there is a change of possession on a play, mm-hmm. a quarterback should do one of three things. A, run directly <laughs> to the nearest sideline. It doesn't matter which one. Right. If he's closer to the opponent's sideline, run over there. I don't care if that's a penalty. Do it. <laughs> B, fall to the ground in a fetal position. Just fall to the ground and wrap up and wait until you hear multiple whistles. <laughs> don't trust the first one. Or C, what I have always believed is actually the best course of action is there should be a helicopter 
that hovers directly above the playing surface of Mm -hmm. every NFL game. And the minute there is a change of possession, a rope ladder should fall. And there goes Baker climbing up. And the quarterback should grab on and should be whisked away to safety (laughs) like he's Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible because these guys are too valuable. And he stands out there because he wants to prove to his teammates and everyone else how tough he is. Mm -hmm. And he tries to make a tackle Mm -hmm. and he hurts his shoulder and his entire season is ruined because of it. It It is a mistake. And I, I feel you will agree with me. Tom Cruise and Baker are about the same size. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Um, here, I Every get player it. I bring I that up it. to yells at me. Of course. Because when you think of Baker in particular, I mean, this is a guy that we knew planting flags in the middle of, of the field. Like, mm-hmm. This is a guy who's, who's competitive, who's at his best when he's cocky. Like, that's the baker that I love. The baker that opponents cannot stand because he's talking so much junk. Mm-hmm. It's why Patrick Mahomes is literally pressing and trying to do so much because at, at the quarterback position, you touch the ball more than anybody. So if you give it away, you're like, oh, crap, I have to do something. Um, unfortunately, in Baker's situation, you're not thinking about I got to think about week 17. You're thinking on this play, I gave the ball away or we fumbled, whatever. I've got to stop this change of possession. We, we need to reprogram uh, that thinking. That thinking Every yes. quarterback needs to stop thinking that way. You'll get your chance a little later here this morning with us to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hype. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Kimberly Martin is with me. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, Cleveland plays Pittsburgh this mm-hmm. week. And you are a reporter, and, and, and I was a reporter once in my, in my previous life, and so I still sort of think that way sometimes. Mike Tomlin was very put Ooh, off yeah. by being asked yesterday about the rumors about the USC job. I'm going to play it for you a little bit later on the show. I don't want to take up the time I have with Kmart now. If if you're on social media anywhere, you've heard it. He was extremely, he was offended by being asked the question. And and I will repeat that this question did not come from nowhere. Carson Palmer, who's a credible human being and won a Heisman at USC once, said on the Dan Patrick show that one of the people they're thinking of for this job is Mike Tomlin. And so a reporter asks him about it. And he's extremely offended by it and says, well, would you ask Andy Reid that? Would you ask mm-hmm. Sean Payton that? Mm-hmm. Kimberly, if you're in that press conference, would you have asked him about it? Yeah, I don't think it's an odd question as a reporter, especially because, like you said, Carson Palmer's the one who brought this up on Dan Patrick's show. This isn't some no-name basement blogger or just some random tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and it seems like it might have credibility. Hey, Mike, what... What's your reaction to this? Is there any merit to this? You can shut it down very quickly, and then we move on. Mike Tomlin not only shut it down, he threw gasoline on it and set it on fire. Like yeah. He was like, this will not, he extinguished all thought about uh, USC. But I think it's not about the question. It's really about years of Tomlin feeling undervalued mm. or disrespected so it's bigger than that. I think he took all the baggage from whether it's public perception, how, how he feels he's viewed, maybe how people talk to him in other press conferences. It, it, it felt bigger as a former psych major. Mm-hmm. It felt bigger than just this one question because as a reporter, hey, this is put out there. You want to squash it? Cool. That should have been the end of it. But how he reacted said, 
this is about more. And he mentioned other people. Yeah. It's a respect thing. You wouldn't ask somebody of Belichick or Andy Reid's Sean stature. Sean Payton and Andy Reid are mm-hmm. the two men, the names he mentioned. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it, it speaks to he understands that he's not viewed in their company, and that's a problem based on the stats. I, maybe he perceives himself not to be viewed in their company. I, I don't think I see it that way. I think people do see him as being an elite NFL coach, which he inarguably he is. is. He is because they've never had a losing season under him. Um, I do think, though, at least in my Twitter feed, mm-hmm. people do talk about Tomlin, especially last year, year before. It seems like there's always this, like, get Tomlin out of here. It's, it's, he's, he's the issue in Pittsburgh. And then they, you know, they start 11-0. and 0. Um, But it seems like every year there's a question in Pittsburgh, like, should we, I don't know, should we move on? And I never understand that. I think reasonable people, like, mm-hmm. like ourselves, right. would see – Hey, you know, a lot of teams would kill to have Mike Tomlin. Oh. Maybe USC. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, like a right. lot of teams would kill to have him. Uh, let's just start a rumor that he's coming, coming to coach the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> let's just know? do that. Let's know see that if someone coming. will ask him that question. In fact, I'll make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I have saved by far the worst for last. Uh, I first got to know Kimberly Martin when she was covering the Jets uh, as a beat. Yes. And, and I made the remark to you during a commercial break today. I don't think it's ever felt worse than it feels right now. What do you think? Greeny, I need you to step away from the ledge. I need you to just back up a bit. I refuse at this point to believe it's Adam Gase bad, but I do think there are, there are signs from, from the preseason and from, from the draft and the offseason where there's no veteran quarterback. There's no backup here. Like, that should be an issue. Mm-hmm. That, like, somebody should, hey, Joe Douglas, does somebody want to get a veteran in here? Mm-hmm. These are things that are not surprising. So when you have a rookie, you're playing him behind a line that's not the greatest. You run the risk of injury. You don't have a veteran presence. Josh McCown is not on the table, but somebody of that nature, somebody who's fine being a backup, somebody who's fine developing guys. You don't have someone like that. That could be an issue for a kid coming from BYU to the Big Apple. Even if he doesn't get hurt, just having a veteran in the room. His head coach is a a first-time head coach. His offensive coordinator is younger than my kids and and I think knows less about (laughs) what he's doing than my kids. That's the anger speaking, guys. That's the greeny anger speaking. But, but, I mean, it is just true. Like, I blame the people at the very top of the Mm -hmm. organization for putting this together and thinking it would work because it's so incredibly obvious to all of us that it had no chance to work from the first place. There's a lot of newbies. There are a lot of people in new positions trying to figure stuff out together mm-hmm. right now it's been I don't think there's enough there's been enough time and enough data to suggest that Robert Sala will not be a good head coach mm-hmm. but if you're a Jetsman I completely understand why you're hitting your head against the wall because you've seen so much disappointment and so many decisions that do not make sense and we can see hey anybody steering this ship because we're headed towards a wall anybody want to change course right I get it but I think it's a little early in, in the Zach Wilson era to immediately jump ship. Right oh, I agree. I'm, I'm not jumping ship on Robert Sala, and I'm certainly not jumping ship on Zach Wilson. He has mm-hmm. had no chance. You've done on the floor, though. As, well, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm willing to live with the growing pains of that as well, but I need to see some evidence. Yes. They, they, have, they have scripted. Hemo gave me the stat. So, you know, every team, they script their first 15 yes. plays. Since we started tracking this, the New York Jets of this season – have been the worst team among in our first 15 plays mm-hmm. of any team in recorded history. However long we've been tracking that statistic, they're the worst, the worst 
And they haven't scored in the first. A single point in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. The Jets and I have scored the same number of NFL points (laughs) in in the first quarter. So, look, a straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. I didn't mean to ruin your day, and by your day I mean my day, um, (laughs) by getting us into this nonsense. But thank you, as always, for being here this morning and for hanging out a little extra time, and I will see you soon. I love being here. Thank you. Enjoy Cleveland. That is uh, Kimberly Martin, again, now an Ohio resident. She's going to have to pay taxes <laughs> in the state of Ohio and all the rest of it. Oh, Eli Manning is coming up live next. Don't miss it. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Joining us now, again, not only will he someday be a Pro Football Hall of Famer, but he is actually... And I said this to him when I saw him a couple of weeks ago. I, I think taking a big step towards changing the way we watch sports on television forever. Here's Eli Manning with us on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Eli. Good morning, Greeny. How you doing, pal? I, I'm doing great. And uh, you and I, you're here on behalf of IBM, and we're doing that together. We'll get to that in a minute. But when we were together for an event a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were talking, and that was, I think, after week two or three of, of the show that you and, and Peyton do on the Monday nights. And I was saying, and I mean this sincerely, as one who has been in the broadcasting business since before you got to Ole Miss, <laughs> that it does feel like the beginning of something entirely new, that, that that watching people like you guys watch football games is something that, candidly, no one had ever really done before, and now I feel like everyone is going to start doing. When you guys got the idea to do this, it's just sort of, if you don't mind, this is maybe this is just the broadcasting geek in me. But take me through the thought process. Take me through what you expected it to be and, and how you feel it has been relative to what you guys went into it intending to do. Well, I think the idea was to create something where, um, you know, it felt like someone was sitting on a couch or at a bar watching a football game with, with Peyton and I. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's the idea where, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about every single play, you know, the the run for for four yards on first down, like that's not all, not all that interesting to talk about. There's not a whole lot of analysis on that. But, you know, if there's a, uh, a touchdown pass, if there's an interception, if there's a, a great defensive blitz that gets a sack, hey, maybe we can diagnose those and see what went wrong. Did, this, did the quarterback, uh, you know, make a wrong call? Did a running back miss a block? Was it just a great defense that's it's hard to pick up? And so you can analyze certain things and then um, – I think also just bringing in the guests and help them analyze the game or get them to tell stories, uh, of, you know, uh, about their playing days or, you know, some people that are totally outside of football, maybe just a fan of football and how they watch the game. So, um, you know, each week we are learning um, and, and kind of getting better, I think, at, uh, at figuring out uh, what people uh, enjoy uh, from the week before. We're trying new things and it is very different. So it's not like uh, – you know, some you know. I think you have to get used to the idea that it is not the normal 
telecast, but, you know, having fun. I think the fact that I'm doing it with my brother, uh, we can give each other a hard time. No one's going to be real sensitive about it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're having fun doing it. It's been it's been a delight. I mean, I, I, I say that not because I work here. It, it has just been a delight and a revelation. And I think it's something we're going to see a lot of people wind up doing this week, actually, is an interesting scenario. You're going to have the Giants, which, of course, is the team for which you played your entire career. And they just retired your number a couple of weeks ago. What, what are you expecting that to be like for you talking about, a, again, most of the player, many of the players have turned over and the coaches and all the rest of that. But that's that's still, you know, the, the blue uniforms and everything else out there there what's that going to be like yeah it's going to be interesting obviously um you know in most cases uh when, when someone is broadcasting a football game they cannot show any alliance hmm. to a team uh that will not be the case hmm. this upcoming week i am a giants fan i am uh, i will be rooting hard for the giants uh and you you know that will be pretty obvious and so that's uh, again where uh, where this kind of comes uh, into play, uh, it is different, and, and that's not the case in a lot of in a lot of broadcasting deals. And so, um, you know, people will kind of see my reactions to a good play. They'll see it through when there's not a good play. So I'm gonna have to control myself a little bit. Uh, hopefully, no more uh, curse words will be displayed. Uh, we won't have to apologize uh, for any more things. Uh, we've had to do that the last two weeks, so we're working on that. But um. Uh, it should be, you know, it should be interesting. It should be fun. The Giants are coming off a big win, uh, so hopefully they can continue that and and, and kind of figure out their identity uh, as a team. Let's talk a little bit about that. Again, we're going to get to all the IBM stuff. This is a program you and I are actually doing together, so I know everything there is about it, and, and we will get to that. IBM Watson and the way that it is helping Eli beat me in fantasy football, which, to my never-ending frustration, <laughs> you continue to do. That, that said. Just a quick thought, if I could, on Daniel Jones. Last time I, I talked to you on TV, um, it, it is my opinion that Daniel Jones is acquitting himself very well. It's, it's been a disappointing season to some degree for the Giants, but I, I think the quarterback has been, candidly, among the least of the problems. Through a quarterback size, what are you seeing in Daniel Jones in his third year? Well, I think um, you know, I think Daniel's played very well. I think he's had some, you know, had some of his best games of his career uh, this season. Unfortunately, some of them, you know, came in, in in a loss. One of them came in a loss to Washington, but I thought he, you know, showed great poise in New Orleans, beating a good team and, and coming back in the fourth quarter to get that win. And um, you know, last week played well. Um, he can do a lot of things. He can catch. He can catch one-handed passes. He can run. 80-yard touchdowns, and you know, and he throws it very accurately. And he's protect, you know, he's done a better job of protecting the ball this season, which is kind of one of the issues that that plagued them in the past. So he's obviously willing uh, to fix things. And so you know, he's uh, the team has hit the injury bug. A lot of offense alignment out. You start running back Saquon out. He's had uh, receivers in and out all season. And so you know, he's been the uh, the steady guy, and, you know, he came back from a concussion. He's got toughness. Um, so I think he's doing all the all the right things, and I think he is on the rise and, and playing his best football. And, it, you know, it's his third season. Uh, the first two years had different, you know, brand-new offensive coordinators. So, you know, he's still – He's still a young guy and learning, learning, you know, the game of football, learning his offense and, and everybody, all the other you know, players are learning as well because they're, they are a young squad, especially on the offensive side. Eli with me on the Goodyear hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven, something that you never, well, I'm not going to say you never had to consider, but you never missed a game with injury in your entire career. We talked a lot on TV this morning, especially now in a 17 game season. So they've added another game about like just a guy like Dak Prescott, for example. He's got a calf. 
and the Cowboys are having a great year and how you balance making a decision on playing when you've got a nagging injury that probably would get a whole lot better with a week of rest here or there. Um, But, 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 you know, in the NFL, traditionally, we don't ever sit these games out, right? It's not baseball. It's not basketball. Like, how did you approach that in your career when you had something that was kind of banged up and maybe did the thought of sitting kind of ever enter your mind? How does that work with a quarterback like we have with Dak in Dallas now? You know, I think the mindset is always to play if you can. If you, you know, when you talk to the doctors and trainers, are, are you know, is there a chance you can make it a lot worse? Um, and you definitely just, you know, I think it's just the mindset that you want to be there for your teammates. Uh, you know, everybody's banged up in the NFL. It's a, you know, we're getting near the halfway point. I mean, everybody's got something that's nagging a little bit. And so, um, you know, especially the quarterback position, it's not like, you know, if it's such a important position. I think you can, um, you know, maybe alter the game plan. So you limit some of the things that might, you know, be bothering it, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, some bootlegs or, or, you know, he might not run as much and, and do the sprints or if it's more shotgun. So you can work around the game plan a little bit and, and still be successful and, and kind of hide the injury. But, you know, the, it is something to consider, um, you know, just with, hey, when when's the bye week? Where do we stand kind of within the division and how that's going? And, and, you know, where if you can get a, get a week or, or time it up with a bye week to get two weeks where you can – you know, uh, kind of stop the nagging and and to see if you can uh, kind of, you know, end, end the nagging and, and get totally healthy uh, to kind of make that push for, the, you know, the, the latter part of the season and into the playoffs is, is something always to consider, though. But I think from the quarterback standpoint, um, most of those guys are going to try to are going to play if they can play and feel like they, they can help the team win. Eli with me here, of course, the Manning cast on Monday nights on ESPN2 and Eli's places right here on ESPN Plus where we stream every single day. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Okay, let's talk about the fantasy piece of this because when you retired, you got involved in fantasy football and we're in this program with IBM Watson. And if there's one thing that I've learned from this, and I sit next to Hembo every single day here, who lives his entire life in analytics. It is that, generally speaking, if you are making decisions in in football, in fantasy football, without having an enormous amount of data in front, like a ridiculous amount of data in front of you, you are putting yourself at a disadvantage. And this is something that I don't know that I would have ever thought of had I not been involved in this. But Eli, I know that's that's one of the, you know, the, the things that you're promoting today is IBM Watson. They have this trade assistant. They tell you who you should be offering trades to. There is a, an amount of data that becomes available to you that candidly has completely stunned me yeah and like you said yeah you got the trade assistant with ibm watson that really tells you the fairness and the value of a trade they have all different kind of trade packages that you can um uh, look into kind of players to watch uh, players that you know you should trade players you should not trade whatsoever and or you can kind of look by position of where you can make an upgrade and so um, you know, it's something, you know, I am very new to fantasy last year, my first time playing fantasy football. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure I would not have won a single game if it weren't for Watson, it weren't for the boom bust, it went for the trade packages and the and trade assistant with IBM Watson. If it weren't for those things, you know, I would have made a lot of bad decisions because, you know, I, I tend to, uh, you know, think about, hey, oh, I like this guy. I've, I met this guy. Oh, I played against this guy. Mm-hmm. This, this guy's a really nice guy. I'm going to start him. 
uh, this week just because, you know, I feel good about it. So, you know, uh, it's, it's something I used. I, I actually used the trade assistant uh, a ton this past weekend as um, my starting quarterback, uh, who's uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers, was out. My, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, or my receivers, they're both out with the bye week. CeeDee Lamb was out with the bye week. And I drafted Michael Thomas thinking he'd be back by now, which he was out. So I was short a receiver in my lineup. I had to, uh, I had to go out and, and offer a lot of, a lot of trades, uh, for, for some guys. And Watson was actually telling me like, no, this is a bad trade. Do I would not suggest you doing this, but mm-hmm. I had to try to do it to get a receiver to get, you know, get a guy into my starting lineup. Uh, and I, um, you know, ended up not doing any of the trades, uh, because they got rejected and I was getting, uh, beaten so badly, <laughs> Uh, by by Monday, um, that there was no chance I could make a comeback. So I just I, I played one short, but it's something uh, I use every week with the boom bust. Um, you know, just to set my lineup and then the trade packages. Just kind of looking at the fairness and whether Watson and using AI uh, and all that research and information. That you know, just make sure I'm not making a bad decision on some of those things. So I think it's really great for people that are new to fantasy, want to get into it, to use these features. Uh, so you can feel good about what you're doing. 100%. And, and even if you're not new to it, you, the, the analytics are just sitting. Hambo, you would love it. It's just sitting there telling you, basically, this guy's got this chance of playing out of his mind. This guy's got this chance of busting, all that stuff. Do you happen to remember, Eli, who you played your very first week ever of fantasy football? Spoiler alert, it was I me. I played you. Yes, correct. And, <laughs> and you beat me, for the record. And I'm still... I did beat you. I'm still salty about it, to be completely honest with you. Again, it is a trade assistant with IBM Watson and on the entire program. They just give you all the data in the world to make informed decisions for fantasy football and more. Eli, it's a pleasure. We will see you guys Monday night again, Giants in Kansas City. I'm really look- We will look forward to it every single week. Be well, have a great day, and I will see you soon. All right, Mike. Appreciate it, pal. Take care. That- that's Eli Manning, who's... Um, through this, I've gotten to know a little bit. It, I, I had, you know, crossed paths with him over the years. He's just a really, really good guy. And I mean it when I say it. Like, I'm not just buttering him up. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I, I work here. Um, what those guys are doing on Monday nights is going to change everything. Don't you think? Like, people are going to watch shows. If you get the right people, like Peyton and Eli are, you can't just put any people in there. But you need people who have that level of... Um, chemistry with each other i mean they won't always have to be brothers but that kind of idea <clears throat> with that kind of star power so you know it, tom brady's calling in and marshawn lynch is calling in and all these different things that they have and they just have fun and watch a football game like that's something you're 20 years from now you're going to say wait a minute there was a time when everyone wasn't doing things like that like they're going to change everything as we know it and good for them all right it is time now for the progressive baseball snapshot I'm ready to go Green light with Greeny. I'm going to give Hembo the green light here, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Game one of the World Series, which you hear right here on ESPN Radio, goes to the Braves last night. And, And to me, the hero of it all is Charlie Morton. Oh, no question about it, Greeny. If, if you didn't catch the game last night, Charlie Morton was hit by a 102-mile-per-hour comebacker. He wound up uh, getting the next two batters out, then coming out the next inning and striking out Jose Altuve. So he threw 16 pitches after that. And we learned 
that he did so on a broken leg. Charlie Morton threw 16 pitches off of a broken leg last night, off of his plant leg. It hit his right leg, so obviously he's a right-handed pitcher, so he's pushing off that. He essentially pushed himself into his body, said no. That's not the kind of, and that is an extraordinary feat for Charlie Morton. I mean, this is not a, this is not a person who is uh, not accustomed to this environment. Like, he has pitched in the World Series with Houston and with Tampa. So this is not a circumstance in which, like, he's, this is his only chance to ever do something like this. Charlie Morton decided in the moment, I'm willing to push my body to a point where it's not comfortable going. And he essentially broke his own leg because if you read Jeff Passon's article, Greeny, he detailed that after, uh, in, in between innings, they went and actually took an x-ray and it didn't uh, initially show that he had broken it. So he essentially mm-hmm. went out there again, threw six more pitches, and I think that's... I mean, if the Braves wind up winning the World Series, we'll remember that certainly as being something that they were sort of galvanized. However, it also means he will not pitch again in this series, and that could be a factor if this thing goes a long way, nope. yes? Yes, because the Braves starting pitching is probably their biggest advantage. He would have pitched three times in this series if yeah. they needed him to. Now the Braves are going to have to essentially do a bullpen game in games four and game five, which puts them at a huge disadvantage. If the Braves are going to win this series... They're going to have to continue to ambush the Astros early. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, 0 for 12 and struck out six times. Yeah, yesterday I buttered up those, those guys saying that that was the reason the Astros were favored in this series. Because of Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, they have no chance whatsoever in this series if those guys don't carry their lineup. We know the Braves are going to score some runs, but those are their heavy hitters. Not only does this series go a long way in crafting their legacies, their narrative, as we move forward here in the wake of the 2017 scandal— but those guys have to hit in order for them to have any chance to win. They were at home last night. It was very curious. 0 for 12, 6 strikeouts. Jose Altuve struck out three times in a game for the first time ever in the playoffs. So we had Mad Dog on yesterday. He picked the Braves to win the series. You picked the Astros. Did anything that happened last night change your feeling on that? I mean, Vegas has flipped already. Vegas favors the Braves as of today now that they lead one game to none. But I'm going to stick with Houston in part because uh, Atlanta is going to be without Charlie Morton. That's going to be a really big deal for a bullpen that's going to be taxed by Game 5. All right, much more on the baseball as we go. Big Poppy will join us a little later. So a lot of star power on the program today. Coming up, what would you do if you could do absolutely anything in the world? Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Greeny. Eli Manning a little earlier today. Big Poppy still to come. We're busy. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed 
may vary. So I asked the question. We had a little fun with some offbeat stuff yesterday. I, I, I follow this stuff in the news because I just think it's interesting. Eli, excuse me, Elon Musk yesterday became the richest person in the world. His liquid net worth right now is just under $289 billion. So he's got more money right this minute than Bezos does. He's got more money than whoever else is in that discussion regularly. (laughs) Those things tend to flip around a little bit. But I did find myself wondering, if you were in that position, what would you do? Because to put this in perspective, I said, well, I would buy a football team. I'd, I'd buy the Jets. I'd call up Woody and be like, what's it going to take? All right. You want 10 bill? I'm in. But you sent me a little note. What could he actually buy? According to Sportico, Greeny, he could buy every single team in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL and have nearly $10 billion left over after doing so. So, so he could buy the entire leagues of football, basketball, baseball, and hockey and still be one of the richest people in the world <laughs> with the money he has left yeah, over. Like right. nine, how many owners have $9.6 billion? How many individual of these owners? I know Bomber does and a few others. I don't know, most of, I don't know that Robert Kraft is worth $9.6 billion. Stand by. Uh, and, and he's not you know, standing in line right now waiting for an upgrade at United, if you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> what, what I'm saying is like, what would you do if you, if you had that kind of money, if you had Elon Musk's money, you, know, you can't even fathom it. Like, I, I don't know how you fathom what life would be like like that. Like, there's a lot of different levels of rich. And by normal human standards, I have a lot of money, but I, I can't even picture <laughs> yeah. what, what that would be like. So what would you do? I, I thought I'd throw it around to the hashtag crew. Nuno? Ugh. I approach you somewhat hesitantly. Yeah, like Hemo's over here like just afraid that I'm going to say something crazy. <laughs> I'm actually going to chill. Like I'm out. I'm going to Portugal. I'm buying a soccer team. I'm going to hang out at the beach, learn how to play some golf, and just enjoy life. That's it. Yes, that is it. No yeah, nefarious yeah. type of activity, Hembo. You're, you're doing so. Wait, see, what you're saying is you would take the opportunity to do, for the most part, nothing. Yes. Which I think by most people's standards probably sounds good, right? You'd rather Mm -hmm. do nothing than your work. Most people work for a living, not because they love their job. How about Bubba? Many people may not know this, but but Bubba um, at one time in his life, before he started his career in radio production, was one of the richest people in the world. Uh, Bubba actually had an extremely successful career in software back when that was just a burgeoning industry, uh, made, I, I think, hundreds of millions, if not uh, billions of dollars, and has given most of it away. Right. So, so but if right now, if you had Elon Musk's money, Bubba, what would you do with it? Well, I think for starters, I'd have to buy the Mets and try and finally turn that around. Although I do have faith in Steve, but actually, know. Steve, I think has more than nine point six. I know he might be he? one of the ones who does. Yeah, but, um, I'd have to take that from him and see what we can do with that. Okay, um, you know, uh, let's see. But you know, I think no matter what, I think I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm a team player, so I'm staying with you. I'm 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 still coming into work and working with you here. So I'm, you're going to be you are going to be the board operator of this radio program, even yeah. if you have two hundred eighty nine billion dollars. Yeah, I'm a team player. So if you're here, I'm here. I like and, that. Uh, so uh, you know, yeah. If you if you leave, I'll leave. But until then, maybe you get I'll a broader here. array of Cowboys jerseys. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll slow down <laughs> some of my other things. You know, maybe dial back some of my other work. But I'll keep this. You know, maybe uh, maybe create my own beer. Maybe I'll start my own beer company. Do Ooh, that. A beer. What kind yeah. of beer? Like what? What kind of beer do you favor? Like what? What? What, would, what are you envisioning? Would it be like um, 
like a like a fruity kind of a thing. Uh, like, Probably not know, a fruity beer. Um, I, I mean that literally. I, I mean like you know people make fruit that no, has I know. I mean, beer I that is a fruit but I don't, flavor. I don't to like it. I don't like fruit flavored beer. No. Okay. So what what kind of beer would you be making? Um. I don't know. I mean, just uh, well, this is not going to be my very successful beer if you don't if you don't have like an inspiration. I got I to try out a lot of different hops here. I don't know. I got I got to try the barley. I don't know here. <laughs> okay, we got to get you some barley, yeah. some hops. Uh, how about you, Hemba? What would you do if you had all the money in the world? I, I want to go to space really badly. You know, I'm space. Oh, I'm, here we go. Well, that's what they're doing. Yeah, man. You know, I'm obsessed with you know the, the UFOs and all that stuff, right? I would want to spend a considerable amount of time in space, and the only way you can do that is if you have this kind of money. I assume I'm talking years. I'm talking years in space. Do you think I can pull that off? Years in space. Years in space. Well, I mean, what exactly are years in space? Like, like. Aren't, don't years in space maybe translate like they're light years? Like that'll be that, five minutes. You might be able to spend like twenty years in space, and you come back here, and it was like eleven minutes. Like or that is it the could happen, or is it the opposite? Well, that would suck. Like I yeah. got two hundred eighty-nine billion dollars. I spent eleven minutes in space, and I come back, and I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I look the same? That would be really bad. I don't know that that would be a blessing for you either in your particular case. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's an interesting question. What would you do, and how many people would continue to work? Like, if you had unlimited money, would you continue to do your job? I think it'd be a very small number of people. I, I, I find that an interesting one. We got much more to do as we continue in Big Poppy in our next hour, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.